Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy and I'm with Libby. Welcome back, Libby. Well, welcome to you too. It's awesome to be here again. Uh, you know, yesterday we, we talked about, um, we mentioned Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and then 7 and 8 about uh, bringing health to our body and nourishment to our bones when we fear the Lord mm. and shun evil when we choose not to be wise in our own eyes. And I tell you what, I've I've thought so much about that. And uh and I feel good. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like there is there is absolute truth in how getting into the Word of God does nourish your bones. Yeah, it does. And and it might be that hard thing that we're talking about. That's right. You know, that we've talked about earlier this week, doing the hard thing, but it's the right thing. And it leads you to a place of health and nourishment and peace and righteousness because you're on God's path where he mm, wants you to be. Mm. Well, wasn't it in, uh, I think, Psalm 51 where David said, when I was when I was quiet, my, mm. my bones uh, just cried out and yeah. ached and, and, yeah. and, and yeah, when he was living in his sin mm-hmm. and not doing the hard thing, yeah. his body debilitated. Yes. And, and you know what? Another passage that I thought of really all day yesterday was from Isaiah 55. So let's just read that. It's verses 8 and 9. Again, a very familiar passage, but I think it just relates completely to what we've been talking about. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, if you put that together with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 about not trusting in yourself, but leaning on the Lord, mm-hmm. this is what we need to keep on our frontal lobes yeah. <laughs> of our brains all the time. I How agree. much better would we do life if we would just recognize God is over it all and he knows what he's doing? You know, here's the thing, Libby. We would never say, oh, God's wrong. He got it wrong. I mean, we never say that out loud. But that's exactly what we're saying when we think we have a better idea. Oh, yes. Like we would never say, I have a better idea than God. That's presumptuous and mm. arrogant, and we would never say that. Mm. But often our actions indicate that. Well, and you know, I, I think too, I know this, you know this, Missy, when we hear people's stories, and you talked about this yesterday, that is when we can really hear how God has been working in the details. And and oftentimes it's not until, it's not until maybe years later even, but we realize, oh, because this person chose to to obey God and do what he says instead of doing what they wanted and what felt easy, now look at what's happened years later. Good, good things. And so we don't know what God is up to, but we do know this. His word is literally littered with how he is at work. And how we're not going to see it or understand it always. And I'm glad I don't. I want him to be God and do what he needs to do. But we've read it in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trusting in the Lord and not leaning on our own understanding. We've read it in Isaiah 55. His ways and his thoughts are not ours. Mm. They're way higher. You're absolutely right, Libby. And when we 
when we grasp that and understand that, that God is at work beyond what we can even imagine. You know, to continue my story from from earlier where I talked about being sexually abused as a mm-hmm. child. I mean, sometimes we, we pray and, and it's a while before we see answered prayer. But recently I was um, with one of my abusers uh, in my extended family and he, oh, I'm going to pr- cry. I know I will, but for the first time in my life, I heard him pray in a way that I knew he knew God. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see him very often. He's not really in my life. Um, and again, not somebody I would go send my kids to visit, probably. But um, um, God is at work. That's right. And it's someone that I love. You understand mm-hmm. that. It's someone in my extended family that I love, care for, and want for them to be whole. And yeah. God has been, I've been praying for years. Mm-hmm. And now mm. I'm seeing the fruits of that prayer, wow. which is pretty ast- astonishing when you think of it. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. On all accounts, you had to choose forgiveness. You had to choose to pray. God was always at work. But if you had not chosen those two elements, you both would probably still be stuck. Well, and understanding his story is one of the things that really helped me um, just a terrific, horrible home life, beaten, mm-hmm. uh, misunderstood, rejected, um, and he himself was abused as a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, un- it doesn't make what he did right, right, but it gives me understanding. That's right, that's right. And it, it, it gives me compassion for him um, in a way that I didn't have before. You know, he wasn't just some terrible monster, um, and maybe they're out there, but even those people have stories. They make choices along yes. the way to get yes. to where they are. Um, but recognizing that God has created each one of us and has a desire for each one of us to come to know him. And that's what we should desire for other people as well. And particularly those people that we have trouble with, you know, um, to pray for our enemies, to pray Mm. for those who Mm -hmm. have hurt us, to pray for those who we really, you know, Beth likes to say that make our eyeballs itch. I mean, we all have those people in our life, but when you begin to pray for them, God changes something Maybe not even necessarily in them. And in this case, he did. It took a while for me to see it. But he certainly changed something in me as I prayed for this person for many, many years. That's so key. Right there. He did something in you as you followed him. And that's that's so beautiful. And and think of the baggage that I have not had to carry Mm -hmm. in all these years. I mean, no bitterness, no hatred. Um, I still struggle sometimes with what he did, but I it, it doesn't linger with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I have to, I make that, you know, the whole thing all over again. I, I for, I've forgiven him. So that's done deal. Now I can rejoice in what I see God doing in his life. In his life, yes. And there's a love there that doesn't come from me. That's honestly. right. I hear you. It comes from the Lord himself. And I delight in that. Yeah. Because, ah, oh, God wants his children to come to him. And if we can't see that for, I mean, I, I think certainly we see it for ourselves. We can't always see it for other people who drive us crazy or who have hurt us or who are acting in a way that we just think is so opposed to um, what they should be doing or what is godly or whatever the reason is. To look beyond that and to see God's plan and will and desire for them is for them to come to repentance and to just live for him. And for some of us, and I'm raising my hand, it's a long, it's a long journey. You know, there are things in my life that I still find myself, well, that's not, that's not godly. That's not righteous. 
that's awful. <laughs> that's sin. I got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So we each have it, even after we come into relationship with him. And until we recognize it in ourselves, I think, I think we just go about desiring forgiveness for us and grace for us and, you know, people to excuse our behavior. But if you don't realize what your behavior is, it's hard for you not to judge other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, no, I know what you mean. And I 100%, 1,000% agree with you. And I think the danger can come for us when we no longer recognize our need for a Savior. Oh, yes. I mean, it's one thing to be saved for eternity, but it's another thing to recognize I need Him daily moment by moment. Mm. I need to be saved from myself. Oh, every day, every moment of every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, really. So so again, the danger for me is if I if I lose sight of my need for a savior on an ongoing basis. But Missy, I think I know from hearing your story, you have shared it a lot in a lot of situations for a lot of women that has been so, so helpful and healing. And that's a beautiful thing to choose to take that journey to where you don't just extend the forgiveness and pray, but you offer yourself to others to help them heal too. And and so my my hat's off to you. That's just a beautiful thing that you've done through the years. Well, it's it's all about my savior. It's all about mm-hmm. my God and what he can mm-hmm. do and the amazing thing mm-hmm. that he can bring good from bad. The worst of circumstances that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. God himself can bring good from it. How is that possible? It's because he is God. He That's is that right. kind of God. He is that good. He wants that good for you. He loves you beyond belief and imagination and he wants good for you. He is a good, good father. He's such a good father. And so I want others to see that and know that as well. Missy, a couple of verses have come to my mind listening to you. And I just love it when we can take what we're experiencing and get it back into the Word of God and see how how His Word relates to that mm. and how His Word really affirms what what we want to be learning. But this is from Ephesians 4, and it starts in verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And that's exactly what you were talking about, is you recognized what God had done for you. And so you chose to do all this. You chose to get rid of all of that bitterness and rage and anger, and you knew how to do it. It was only through the power of Jesus Christ. Mm. But it came as a result of you recognizing that you were on equal footing with other sinners. Mm -hmm. And that is a beautiful place for us to be is that recognition of our sin. And so I want to thank you for that. I really do. And then when you just shared about, you know, telling your story and and offering that to other people and the love that you have for your offender, uh, it, it reminded me of 1 Thessalonians 2.8. And I'm just going to read that. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. Mm. And I know that's a hard place to get to, 
but that's a possible place to get to with God. When we recognize he has made people so dear to us who the world would say, never, 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 God has given us that. And for us to be able to share our lives with them for the purpose of increasing his kingdom so that they might be there, that's a beautiful thing. And Missy, we've been kind of sort of going all over the place, but not really. Like we've, we've been able to share scripture and it's all kind of focused on, uh, you know, maybe some pain, suffering, hardship, doing the hard thing, forgiveness, trusting God, uh, really leaning into him and not into ourselves. And I have this reading that I would love for us to share. And it's from one of my favorite books, Daily with the King by W. Glenn Evans. And I don't know if our listeners have heard this or not, but I love this book so much that I found another copy and I just keep it with me. And if I want to read from this book on radio, I bring it so that you can have a copy <laughs> yes. too. And your copy, your first copy oh, yeah. is well-worn and uh, falling holding, apart, hol holding together by a bare thread there. Yeah. In fact, yeah. in some places it's not holding together Yeah, at it's all. actually in three sections mm -hmm. now. <laughs> it's well-loved, so, well-read. Yeah, it's a trilogy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So anyway, we are actually going to read from um, one that's called Conquering Pain. And I just thought this would be a, a good place to go for the rest of today. So I'll start and then um, I'll just turn it over to you. Today I am in pain and I must ask God to teach me what it means. The most painful thing about pain is its alienation. Just as a sore thumb feels alienated from the body, that is why Jesus, at the deepest point of his suffering on the cross, cried out about being forsaken. There are levels of suffering just as there are levels of glory. Mm. The ordinary man suffers simply because he is a son of Adam. He suffers internally. He bears the pain in his body because he is alive. No other person need be involved. The next level of suffering is substitutional. Pain born for others, like a mother burdened with the care of her child or a soldier injured in war. This kind of pain exists because others exist. The third kind of pain includes the second one, but goes beyond it. It is adopted pain. This was the kind Jesus suffered for us. Mm. Let's stop there. Can we talk about these oh, a little bit boy. before we go on? Yeah, this is deep stuff. I mean, we none of us like to think about pain or what it means to be in pain or for us to be in pain. And, and yet, Jesus suffered kind of the worst kind of pain because yeah. it wasn't his, his pain, it was our pain. Yeah. He did it for us so that we didn't have to suffer it. Right. And I love the word adopted. Like he took on our pain. He, he wasn't even suffering a different kind of mm -hmm. pain. He was suffering the pain that we deserved. Yeah. Death. I mean, that's crazy. And, and the truth is, yeah, you bear pain in your body just simply by being alive. Uh, yeah. Grow old enough and you'll understand that. Right. And we uh, live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen yeah. world. So things happen. There's sickness. There's illness. There's, there's all kinds of pain. And there's physical pain and there's emotional pain, which is another result, I believe, of of the fallen world and people making their own choices mm -hmm. and all those things. So sometimes mm -hmm. the pain we suffer is because of others, because of their sin, not because of our sin. Right. Um, and and all, all three of these kinds of pain are real. And we all, 
it touches all of us, I think, all three of them. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Okay, let me finish this. It says, Jesus never became sick internally. He took what belonged to others and made it his own. It was inevitable that Jesus, in becoming man, and with our redemption in mind, should have a direct confrontation with pain. It is also noteworthy that Jesus did not adopt our pains to remove them, but to purify them. That is why his followers still suffer, still go through the fire, in what is called the fellowship of his sufferings, Philippians 3.10. In sharing our sufferings with Jesus, we also share in what he did with suffering, turn it into a stepping stone to glory. I must never deny pain, for that would be a denial of the cross of Christ. Nor must I fight pain, for that would be an improper use of it. Jesus adopted it and conquered it, and so must I. But I can never conquer it alone. I can do it only through Christ, who gives me the right to enjoy what he so gloriously accomplished. Whoa, I feel like I need to reread some of that as I look at that. And how true that is. You know, uh, we often skip over that portion of Philippians 3.10, the fellowship of his sufferings. There's some sharing going on there, right? There's some embracing going on there. There's some accepting, um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's hard for us to do Mm -hmm. because when we suffer or we see people suffer, we don't want that. We Mm -hmm. we and maybe we do try to deny it. Maybe we do try to appease it or ease it. Or and easing someone's suffering is not wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. But recognizing that God is doing something through it is very important. I think that's the accepting of it. Yes, and I think too it goes back to our perspective toward it, our attitude toward it, and what we think needs to happen because well, of it. And I love, this is one of my favorite verses here that he lists in 2 Corinthians four seventeen. And I'm going to start reading it in verse 16. It says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, mm-hmm. yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. And here's verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And there's your perspective right there, Libby. Yeah, it's yeah. understanding that it is. It is light and momentary, even if it's excruciating right now, Mm -hmm. even if it seems unendingly long, even if it seems like you'll never get through whatever this is, whatever pain, whatever, whatever you're suffering through now may seem like it's never going to end, but it will. And it is temporary. Mm -hmm. And when you allow God to use it, he uses it for his glory, which makes it an eternal blessing, essentially. Yeah. For him, for his glory. Well, you are so right. And I think the other thing it does is it speaks to other people. When they watch someone embrace suffering and go through it with dignity and with the right perspective, and I think it is a faith builder, Mm. it's an encourager to others, Oh my goodness, think of the stories that we've heard throughout history of the suffering of the saints. They're not easy stories to hear, but don't they encourage your faith? Don't they help you along the way? What if everybody would just say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's too hard. Not going to do that. Not going to go there. Uh, If we take matters into our own hands when we feel like we're suffering, or we're in a hard situation, or in a place that we didn't plan on being, 
whether it's of our own doing or someone else did it to us, don't take it matters into your own hands. No. I guarantee you, you're going to make it worse. If we try to remove what he calls our momentary afflictions, if we try to remove those, we're going to create afflictions that are way more painful. Yeah. I can pretty much guarantee it. Absolutely. Because there's there's purpose in that, that's God's right. purpose, and we may not see it or understand it, but that's really where our faith and belief and trust in Him come in. Yeah. I'm going to read these verses from the message. Good. Again, uh, different vernacular and maybe a little bit easy for, easier for us to grasp. Verse 16 says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making us new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Mm -hmm. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Mm. I mean, when you think back, when I look back on, on suffering, if you want to call it that, or pain, or the challenges that I've faced in my life, allowing God to work through that has given me intangibles, okay? Yeah. I, I would never, ever, ever wish for someone to go through some of the things that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. But I also hold them close to my heart because God was with me through them. And what he gave me through that, mm -hmm. yes, I would never give that up for anything. Yeah. Even if it meant that I had to go back through that pain. Yeah. Like, I don't like the pain part of it. You can have that. Mm -hmm. But what God did through it, in it, and through it for me, oh my gosh, I wouldn't give that up for anything. That is so sweet and so wonderful. And, and it's eternal. That's right. It's something I can't visibly show you but i know what he what it has done for me and what is what is the relationship it's created with the lord and how he has been with me in those moments mm. um mm. those abba father moments you know where i feel yeah. like he's just as if i'm a little girl he's just holding my hand and helping me to walk through it um if i'm mm. able to do it on my own would i reach for him do you know what i'm saying like sometimes oh, we have to be in that yeah. place where we recognize our need because our need is always there but we don't always recognize that's right it. or we don't recognize it correctly we don't define it yeah. the way we need to we call it something else we we give it another name and and here's the thing with all that we've been talking about this week and what we've just read we are a culture that has totally moved into wanting to remove mm. anything that doesn't bring us comfort yeah Anything that's hard, anything that puts a damper on my lifestyle. I agree. Anything. We want to remove it, and we want to applaud people for making that choice to remove that hard thing. Whatever it is, we're, we're saying to people, you deserve better. You deserve to. You, it's, you go ahead. It's up to you. It's all up to you. No, it's not. I remember reading a book many years ago. Uh, I think it was by uh, Henry Cloud, and one of the chapters was called Play play the movie forward. And I have used that over and over. Just ask my kids, play the movie forward. Now, it's not always possible to do it accurately, but if we would be right where we are right now in a hard place, and we're going to make a decision, try to play that movie forward with the decision that you're going to make. Mm. And lay it before the, 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 the foot of the cross. Lay it at the foot of the cross. 
Well, I know that we're done. <laughs> we're out of time, but I'm so glad we get to come back tomorrow. I feel like this whole week has been talk as fast as we can. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, and come back tomorrow. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And remember, you have found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.